tend their crops or go hunting and fishing. Their fires sank low. They forgot their songs and dances. The village stood silent and sad. When the great spirit saw the effects of so much sorrow, he sent his messenger to comfort the chief. Courage, the shadow messenger said. Your wife is happy in the land of the spirits. When your work on earth is done, you will join her there. Until then, she wishes you to do your duty to your people, for they need your guidance and are hard-pressed by your neglect. If my wife is truly happy, let me see her, the chief pleaded. If I can know she is at peace, I will be able to live without her until my own time has come. Because there was still much work for this good man to do on earth, the messenger agreed to take him to the land of the spirits so he could witness his wife's bliss. The journey to the spirit world led across a savage terrain. The way was blocked by giant mesas that reached past the horizons and buttes that jutted into the sky. No human could scale such a wall. So the great spirit carved a wide, deep opening through the highlands and beckoned the chief to enter. At the bottom of this measureless chasm, he found a narrow, winding trail which he knew he was to follow. The chief set out on the path which no other mortal had tread. Around him towered the steep walls of the gorge. Sometimes they shone bright red in the sun, and at others they took soft purple hues or turned gray with the shadows of passing clouds. In places the cliffs vaulted so high they obscured the sky itself and shut out all light. Then the chief walked in darkness and lost track of the days and nights. A long, long way he traveled. Many times, weary and footsore, he thought of turning back, but remembering his grief, he always pushed on. At last he came to the land of the spirits, and there he saw his lost love. She smiled at him, and he saw that she was happy. Once again his own heart was filled with joy. As his grief departed, he remembered the people he had left behind. He saw the silent village, the dying fires, the withered crops. He knew his tribe needed his wisdom and guidance, and that he should be at home. Back through the deep canyon, the chief hurried. Now the winding trail seemed not so long and rough, for he traveled with a new resolve. He knew that someday he would rejoin his wife. Until that time he would strive to be worthy of her by doing his duty to his people. He returned to his village, where he ruled wisely and kindly for the rest of his life. But now the way to the land of the spirit stood open so that people might go there whenever they pleased, which was not the wish of the great spirit. For every mortal has work to do in this life, and is called to that happy world beyond only when his duties have been performed. And so the great spirit sent a wild and thundering river to cover the footpath in the bottom of the gorge. To this day the river rushes across boulders and against sheer cliffs, hiding the trail so that no living beings may find the land of the spirits. But the mighty Grand Canyon itself remains, and all who see it are struck with awe.
The Pilgrims and the First Thanksgiving America was founded by women and men who came to these shores lifting their eyes toward heaven. In England, 400 years ago, there lived a group of people we now call the Pilgrims. Their lives were not happy because they were not allowed to worship God the way they chose. When they tried to pray in their own way, they were thrown into prison or driven from their homes and jobs. Finally, in 1620, they could bear it no longer. Leaving all they loved behind, they boarded a tiny ship called the Mayflower and ventured out to sea.